0: Uh, The positive message, continue to live life with purpose, because that is what's going to help give you more direction and more of a sense of, of reason to continue to stay focused.
1: Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so... This podcast is for
0: you. Listen to powerful guests who have
1: persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, thank you for coming on in and listening to Professor of Perseverance. I am. Dr. James, produced Thank you for coming in again. Get some motivation, get some inspiration, learn something that's going to help you get through another day during a difficult time. And not only you're going to use some of this information to help push you forward, pull it forward, you know, pass it on, and to help the next person by you. Hey, today our topic we're going to talk about mental health issues, okay? And how we can better prepare and better. Uh, get strategies to help us get through things and help build a better, better mental health, better health. I mean, there's a lot of this stuff going on today. It's uh, it's sad, but a lot of things going on where mental issues take place with these um, people. I don't and, and things need to be doing a little different than, than what it is. And so today we got on a show, Brandon. There he is, Brandon. Burbank, hello, and uh, welcome to the show, man. To help us become better with our health, uh, mental health issues.
0: Yes, I'm so excited for this wonderful opportunity to be on your podcast, and it's definitely uh, an opportunity to, you know, inspire people, motivate people who have had different mental health struggles and that are needing to find direction in their life. Amen. I would imagine the majority
1: and I would go on a limb and say probably all of us have had some type of issue at least once in our life. Uh, Most of us have it multiple times in our life. Okay. Where we have a breakdown because a loved one's passed away, died, especially unexpectedly Um, just depression in its own self coming and going. And so, I mean, I'm openly going to tell, I've told before uh, I wanted out of this world so bad, about 12, 14 years ago, I attempted suicide three times in three days. And wow. so uh, the last time they found me sucking carbon monoxide in my van in my garage and got me to the hospital and was put in the hyperbaric chamber to force oxygen into my body, the carbon oh, monoxide gosh. out, and in seven weeks in the hospital. And uh, wow. fortunately, God I guess still has a plan because he didn't take me. and. Yeah, yeah, he, he he didn't take me, so obviously there's still a plan for me, and yes. I think part of my purpose, I think part of the purpose now is um, the reason I started this podcast is to help people like you and others get your message out. It's not yes. for me to do the talking, not for me to get my story, people's heard my stories, they're tired of hearing me, uh, but we want to hear yours and get your message out like every other people and I, th- I think that's yeah. part of the purpose is to help get other people's messages out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So James, I just definitely want to give you guys uh definitely, I'm happy to be a part of this podcast because my journey with mental health has definitely been a lot of trials and tribulations and how I've, you know, learned how to gain some momentum and success and building off of the trials and tribulations that have impacted my mental health journey uh, is something that I think is noteworthy to be, Uh, be able to discuss with people on stage and off the stage and have, you know, different conversations to restructure the the approach about how we talk about mental health.
1: And one thing we need to uh, definitely need to change people's uh, imagination or uh, how to think is not to think of having a mental health issue as a real bad thing. Yeah, I mean mean, mean, because when when I grew yeah, because when I grew up, if uh, you hear someone talk to a psychiatrist, you're thinking, oh man, that dude's crazy. Yeah,
0: like that's there's so much stigma, and that's what needs to be like erased from this world and and from our community so that we can become more free and open towards different perspectives of different people who are going through different struggles and how they approach that, you know, is unique to their own life.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, And like I said, um Uh, When I went through my issue, of course, I had to see a psychologist uh, for a year. And then at the beginning, I'm I'm going, oh, man, people will find out and think I'm just going crazy, you know, because that's the way I grew up. Uh, But then being with him for the year and talking made me change my mind so much that uh, here's what I tell other people. Where we should exercise and and nutrients our body and exercise, keep it strong. There's no difference with our mind. We need to find someone we can talk to and trust that they're not going to yes. spread rumors, not going to say anything bad, stab us in the back, but we'll find someone we can open up to instead of us bottling everything in until the corkscrew yes. pops out. That's and, so and, true. Yeah. And so then I started thinking, you know, as we build our body strength wise and physically wise, build the nutrients in it. We should also do the same thing uh, with our
0: mind as well. Yeah, that's so true. And so, I mean, I see a therapist regularly as well, and so that's something that I know that I'm open to share with my my follower base about because what it does is it helps me continue to progress my goals, and it helps me stay focused on my life and dreams. And so, if I'm going to be able to be on stage talking to thousands of people in the future, or wherever I'm going to be at in the future. I need to be able to make sure that my mental health is stable and that I'm able to, you know, convey my message and be um, in in communication with myself and with my soul, with my heart and being able to speak from my heart and being able to convey the message to in the right, in the right, correct, correct way.
1: I'm glad you talked about uh, mentioned here about, you know, be able to do this, you know, convey your message through your heart and everything for people to see your passion and see that you're authentic Yes. Because you get up there. People can read through the fake. You know, oh, yeah. people can you, know, <laughs> you can get up there and say, I've seen 85 different therapists and there's what they have taught, But maybe they haven't seen not one person, but they're trying to reach out to people the wrong way. Yes. And people people read through that.
0: And that's a great point that you made up, um, James. It's Basically, a, a sp- I speak about that in my book as well, talking about how seeing a therapist is like a pair of shoes. It might not be the right fit for you and for this specific therapist, but if you keep trying, eventually you'll find the right pair of shoes, the right therapist that can help really elevate your life to the next level and give you that clarity and that transparency that is needed for success. That's a good uh,
1: analogy there, uh, finding the right pair of shoes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good because uh an umpire one time when I was coaching, we were talking, and we, you know, you know, coaches and umpires don't agree with every call out there. And oh, yeah. the same same thing he, he said to me was, um, if we both agreed on everything, one of us is lying. You know, if we both agreed on everything, and so same yeah. thing here. If you go to see a therapist, whatnot. And you're agreeing with them, and agreeing with them, and agreeing with them, and really, you're not one of y'all is lying, not doing the right thing, and so you need yeah. to find someone that uh, again is more aligned with you and and to help you get through. Not that to I say not mind. to say that the bad ones are not bad. The ones that are not your fit can't help in somewhat, but again, you can still learn something from them. But the quicker you find the right one for you.
0: For yeah. And that. I think what also comes with building off of that as well with in, in an alignment with seeing a therapist, the also the, uh, the important thing to be mindful of as a, from a personal development standpoint, this is something that I've really tried to work on personally. And, and that is the word comes to mind, which is called discernment. So discernment is essentially like to being able to make good judgment calls in your life. And making good, wise decisions that are based upon good judgment. And with that being said, like with your mental health and overall your your goals in life and managing your mental health. If you have a condition out there that is that you're struggling with, and you need direction, having you know making good decisions with a discernment-based mindset will allow you. I mean, you can Google the the the, the word discernment as well to get the right definition for you but essentially it's having wise judgment calls that helps you make good decisions when you're going through a crisis or when you're, you're just getting out of the hospital or a mental health treatment program and you feel a little bit lost or um, overwhelmed or unsure of what to do with your life. Well, and again,
1: not all of this is seeking a a therapist, psychologist, or a a psychiatrist, you know, again, it could be uh, a a business mentor, a Some type of coach. It could be your minister. It could be your wife, your husband, a a, a partner, um, just a real close friend. Just someone that's going to open up, listen, not judge and give you the truth.
0: Yes. And give you perspective that that right feedback that might be constructive feedback that, that helps you take your life to the next level in terms of stability and giving you better transparency on how to live your life.
1: I used to tell uh, people there's a couple of different friends you need to have in your life. You need this one friend that's going to lie to you. It's, it's sad, but they look up to you so much that they want to be with you, and they're going to agree with you and tell you how great you are because mm-hmm. they're afraid they're going to lose you. You lose you as a friend, okay? okay? But you also need this one friend that's going to kick you in the butt and be honest and tell you when things that you're not doing what's right. And how to to straighten up and move forward. So
0: Yeah, I think that's also a really important thing to be mindful of with like having the right connections in in life because you are who you hang out with in so many different ways. And so when you are, you know, if you're not with hanging out with the right group of people in your life to help us, you know, to help you leverage your growth, to help you leverage your, your overall goals you will become like, you know, there's this saying out there. Um, I remember I was at Influence uh, for an NSA last year and uh, one of the uh, president of a university got on stage and talked about how uh, the, the most important saying it's like, you are the product of your, uh, the, the people who you most associate with in your life. And that's just so powerful to think about because, when you, when you are, are actually involved with the right people, they can help propel you to the next level for building success. However, the other bottom line is that if you are around the wrong set of people who aren't giving you the right positive mindset and the right feedback for yourself, then you're going to limit your capacity to, to succeed.
1: And, and you're going to stay with that ma- majority of that type of people. Yes. And like you said, it's going to limit uh, your success. Uh, in life as yeah. you as you go forward too uh, one quote I I, I I don't I've heard I've seen it in different types of forms, but I forgot who the original uh, quote was, but it was um if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room.
0: yes, that's so true too and I think about that a lot because I was living in Southern California in a lot of way and uh, uh for the past two years since last November and that was a great transformative experience for me, James, where I was able to really, you know, uh, push myself outside of my comfort zone and being not feeling like I was the smartest person in the room a lot of times because of the uh, diverse crowd that is, that's in Southern California and in the LA Long Beach area. Um, So I just that's part of my story as well. And um, I'm actually moved back to Bellingham, Washington, where I'm currently going to be going to school and at Western Washington University and then running my small business as a speaking uh, speaking business.
1: How long have you been doing speaking now?
0: Uh, I started it two years ago in Long Beach.
1: There you go. And so, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for uh, I got into uh, speaking as well. Uh, you and I have met the big old Phil R. Taylor. Hey, Phil, if you ever catch it, uh, we, Phil Taylor, yes, yes, uh, he's a good one. So, okay, uh, um, okay. he, he's one to talk to uh, you and me to meet up here. So, yes. Phil, if you ever pop in and listen, we said hey to you, man. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I'd, uh, there's a lot that we can learn from other people. I mean, if you think that you know it all again, you're in the wrong room with all different types of wrong purposes. Um, yeah. I, I love now this is me in the sports world and I love listening to uh, these older coaches. You know, I'm, I just turned 59, but I'm talking older. Them guys are 70, 80, 90 years old and in sports telling how things used to be in playing sports and telling their stories. Oh, there's so much you can learn from that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Sports is something that helps give you more like, Direction and consistency in your life too, because you know whether you did it in high school or you're still doing it now competitively, or just in terms of for your overall health, sports can definitely help you keep a good therapeutic uh, part for your physical health because that's just as important as your mental health. In fact, you know the 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 both the both, uh, the both co- coexist together because you know physical health and mental health they work together uh, in order to effectively live your life and be happy.
1: But you don't have to go in too much in to, to convince people of that, I would think. Because how many times you hear someone talking about, oh, my back's hurting today. And then their mind's already in that frame that I'm going to be hurting. I'm negative. It's going to be a long day. Yeah. So yeah, when your yeah. body, like you said, coexists with the mind. So the healthier, again, we can keep our body. Not to say we're not going to have problems, but the... We can get over those health issues as well, just going to strengthen our minds.
0: I think that you made a great point just now about the fact that when you talk about your mindset and how you have positive thoughts, I think about this on a daily basis, because when I'm going through my you know, uh, life experiences and my journey, transition phase in life and everything that has occurred in my life, I think about the positives in my life more so than the negatives, and what that does is that helps me elevate my level of success because I'm able to effectively communicate with myself about what my needs are, what my immediate needs are. I might not be able to, you know, uh, make the greatest impact yet because I'm still becoming more of an established speaker, for example. But I'm talking about when when we're really focusing and dialing in with the the mindset and how your positive thoughts are what carry you forward in faith towards pursuing your success pursuing your purpose and i I really speak highly on that because i've gone through some you know major experiences with mental health troubles that have had um, a lot of challenges and adversity and affliction that has been involved with that and how i've been able to bounce back so quickly but also at an effective level is because of my ability to you know um, have positive thoughts and have a, a positive approach towards my goals in life with with the right mindset
1: how do you uh, set your goals? For you, good uh, question. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm into the uh, you need a bunch of wins, so you set up the little baby steps, you know, so yes. you can see a bunch of wins. Then you, you know, then you setting up for your long wins. Uh, after that, um, failure is going to come no matter how you set everything up, because again, you don't know everything. And then we take those failures, build on it, learn from it, and go
0: forward. I actually believe in lessons. I like to use the lessons, word lessons in life instead of, failures, more,
1: of failures.
0: Yes, lessons. exactly. Wait, well, We would be we were
1: saying more positive, uh, yeah. lessons than failures. So, yeah, I I, yeah, I agree
0: with that. Okay, um, but I just I think that because when you have the right mindset attitude, you can do anything. As far as like, you know, the eye can see and what look at, look at technology in these days, like we've been able to create some innovative changes with technology and how we've been able to change the way we, how we live our lives through communication, through technology, for example. And so, you know, a hundred years ago, we, we didn't even have all the devices in the uh, program, the internet, things like that. And so by being able to recognize that, you know, everything that we have to be thankful for, we, we can really boost our level of success by really truly deep down in our hearts and finding it within ourselves to believe in ourselves. Because trust me, um, James, there's been times when I did not want to to like get out of bed, for example, or just like actively be involved with my life and, and just in, in, uh, in a, in a manner that's filled with success and, and a happy, and a happy mindset, you know, because there's been times when I felt like, well, Why did I have to go through this hospitalization, for example, or a mental health treatment program or a halfway house and all of these um, transformative experiences that have, you know, had taken a toll on my mental psyche. But it's also inspired me to to grow, to become the best version of myself. And it's also inspired me to have the confidence to be able to get on stage and talk with people about uh, from a from a raw and authentic standpoint about my struggles with mental health that people can hopefully, my hope is that they can connect to what I have to say. Yeah. And I'm sure you
1: already know this, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. When you're on your stage and you're giving your story and you're giving everything to them, people don't want to hear what you've accomplished. That's it. You know, I've well, seen no, somebody no. get up there and they're going, "They no, we want to know what was your hardship because you're yeah. going to connect with people then.
0: Yeah, and I'd love going, to they're share they're going, a little going, bit about that right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: because they're going to they go they're going to connect with the hardship because they going to, they're going to go, "Yeah, I was way down there in my life before and then they want to hear where you went from there." You know, yeah. these people would give all the good and I'm way up here, I'm positive I have done all this and da, 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 and all this. Okay, so what? <laughs> I I need a beginning point. Where were you to get you to there? You know. Right. And so yeah, it's just a little uh, i don't say advice. I mean you're you're old enough you yeah know, you know know well but uh yeah people they want they want to hear the the what got you going to get you where you're at.
0: Yeah so that, I that way they me, can resonate with you. Back um back in twenty fifteen I was studying abroad. Um I just graduated from high school and I went into a deep depression post study abroad trip. And so what happened was I was not confiding with somebody that I trusted. I wasn't confiding with anybody really. I was just like isolating from the world, isolating from people because I was just like, I went into a deep depression and felt like really unsure about what the future was holding in my life and and how the the experiences that I uh, had experienced in in studying abroad in in Spain and everything, uh, Barcelona, uh, it was a transformative experience. Don't get me wrong. But as far as the transition back to the U.S. and the post city abroad trip, I had a uh, post-study abroad uh, trip uh, culture shock is the word. And mm-hmm. so uh, it wasn't long after that that I ended up in the hospital. And um, I went into like a deep depression. And I was trying to go to school and everything, finished uh, from Whatcom Community College in Bellingham, Washington. And then I ended up in the hospital. Uh, that this was like around May of 2016, and then um, it was like after that I was diagnosed with this this condition called bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. and and so that's very foreign to me because I was like, whoa, I've never experienced something like this before in my life, and there's so much stigma around mental health, obviously that it's been it was hard to get a grasp on, and 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 I, I experienced this at a young age of 19, and so by you know recognizing that these are the things that I experienced and how I had to start making some changes for myself, which now here's the other thing, James, to be honest with you, it's taken years to, to, uh, the word comes to mind, radical acceptance of the diagnosis. And anybody that's out there listening to this podcast right now knows that feeling who've, who've gone through struggles with their mental health, because when you don't radically accept your diagnosis and fear in denial about the condition, it can really, take a toll on your life because you can just, you'll, you'll just consistently be uh, becoming relapsed in a, in a a different relapse and have to focus on another recovery after another recovery. And that's something that I've had to work really challenged with, because another thing that I've had struggles with was, you know, uh, there's a lot of stigma, stigma around medications. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, by being open about that, but it's like, you know, some people take medications for their mental health. Some people don't, and, but by recognizing that, that it's, I think it's up to the individual. Like for me, it, it, it helps me and it works for me. And I'm, I'm being honest and transparent about that, but not for everybody, but other people it might it could be a value. And that's where like, these are some of the things that I've experienced with, um, with my journey and how I've had to really start to embrace change and, and accepting the, the realities of life that, You know, even though I have a condition that I have to manage and be mindful of, it doesn't mean that it can't prevent me from becoming an inspiration and changing a lot of lives. Amen. That's right, brother. Hey, uh, two things from there. Yes,
1: some people do take medication. Some people do, I don't know if they would call it, meditation, praying, whatever. That may help them. But uh, if, if you're taking the medication, there's nothing wrong with that if it's going to keep you
0: To help you be,
1: uh, yes, alive, uh, a better mood, better mindset. Yes, exactly. Don't feel ashamed if you have to take those uh, medications, okay? Yes. Um, If there's something with a medication that's making you not perfectly right, be open and honest with your physician about that so they can adjust the amount uh, Try something different. And In some cases, it may take 30 or 60 days to get into your system before it
0: finally mm-hmm. kicks in. That's so true. Yeah. And so Man, that's well, why this, I'm just mindful.
1: Yeah. You know, this part here now, I tell uh, before I've done before's um, listeners, my doctor is not in doctor medicine. Okay. My doctor is in uh, education. So we consult your physicians don't listen to Brandon to me on anything on the medication other than he's taking some, I agree that people have to, some people do, but not everybody that's between mm-hmm. you and your physician to come up with the right thing. So, yeah. Um, and so, um, like I had this, I got this friend, uh, we've grown up together, known each other 50 years and he's a paranoid schizophrenic. um, while he's on his medication, he's the nicest guy you can be around. But then, because he's normal by taking those, he didn't think he ought to be taking his pills. And so then he'll take quit taking them. And then when everything's out of his system, then he's gone. Don't want to say crazy, but he's loopy. loopy. <laughs> I see. And so, and so he has to get back on the medication and get everything stabilized again. But yeah, he'll be he'll take it. And he's going, I don't know why I'm taking this. The reason you're feeling normal is because I've taken this Mm -hmm. uh, medicine. But yeah, he'll, he'll throw it away. I don't need this. I'm doing all right. Then it Mm -hmm. backfires every time. So uh, from there, then the second thing I want to say, you mentioned Barcelona, and um, I know it's a, a country of its own, a good country, of its own. But the biggest thing I can say about that, hey Bart, Bart Dotson, hey buddy, if you ever listen on here, we're talking about you at this time. Bart, he's a uh, quadriplegic like me, C five six quadriplegic. Okay. He went to Barcelona and competed in. I think it was. It had been nineteen ninety eight. I think he participated in barcelona in the paralympics and big bart wow. won eight gold medals and all the gold all the gold medals were world records over there in barcelona so wow good job bart way to hang in there buddy so uh yeah when you mentioned that you had to he just brought that big thought of Bart to me so,
0: yeah and then um but here's the thing though flash forward with the journey in itself, and talking about radical acceptance, and on that on that topic now, I, I really wanted to preface another experience that that occurred because I've had multiple hospitalizations since I was nineteen. I'm twenty six now, and I've had time to really learn and reflect on my story and, and how powerful it is, and how transformative it can be to to other people. Now. to go more into depth about my story as well, like, uh, for example, at the age of 20, I went into another, um, struggle with mental health and, you know, in denial about the condition of bipolar disorder. And this is also drawn folks behind the fact that my lack of, uh, my, my, well, our culture, it really stigmatizes mental health. So it doesn't, it didn't help me feel like I was wanting to like, be involved with this mental health stuff and how to approach um, uh, my condition and managing the condition. And so, what I'm trying to say is, um, after going through another hospitalization at the age of 20, um, I, w- I was put into a halfway house, which was a very, uh, very trying and trials and tribulations related um, experience because you're around people who are literally like severely mentally ill, and I'm just like a 20 20 year old that's like trying to live life and trying to figure things out in his young, early twenties. So my point is then it was not after that, after about a month or so, I went and I went and uh, went to a Skyland trail, which is a, a mental health treatment program in Atlanta, Georgia that helped change more of my outlook on life as a, you know, as somebody that has, that has been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and how I can, of uh, an inspiration for other people who have gone through different trials and tribulations uh, with with their mental health and how they can work us on focus on the recoveries. Um, so I'm bringing this all up because you know it, it comes around full circle with people who have gone through different struggles with their mental health. How you know it's not uncommon to see different relapses and different recoveries that are uh, are you know are very prevalent in this world. And so if we approach it. In a way that's like manageable in terms of, by you know, being consistent with our our lives, being consistent with what is working in our mental health uh, needs and what's not working with our mental health needs, that's going to help us really prevent a lot of people from having to take work time off of work, or you know, going into like the hospitalizations process again. Because let me get let me tell you right now, James, you know, you've been there with the mental health. Uh, with, with suicide. Um, and so my point is that the hospitalizations are a very transformative experience because it puts in a lot of effort in terms of how you can, how you need to recover when you've gone through so, so much dependent upon how acute the, 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 the care you're, you're experiencing from the hospital. So yeah, that's my take on that's kind of just, I wanted to preface that to give you some more information about my own overall experiences with bipolar disorder and how I've been able to, you know, work on being, becoming more dynamic, individual, transformative and helpful to, to really give people more, um more inspiration. Because if I, if I've been through so many different struggles like this and thus far, I'm only 26 and I can still tell you right now I'm sane and I'm able to be able to like function at, at an optimal level. I have a speaking engagement this Saturday, actually at the blue room in downtown Bellingham. So These are the types of things that I'm like managing um, and I can totally be functionable and just like you can. That's what I'm trying to get at.
1: Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And the main thing is to me is once you figured out something's not right, go seek help, go to your regular physician and then y'all work out a plan. Okay. But I'm like, like you, this stigma. And again, you're talking when I was a kid, we used to think people go, you know, say a psychiatrist is crazy. And so you're talking 50 years ago, and it's still that way that people just see the bad end of mental health instead mm-hmm. of looking what it could be, you know, yeah. and, and, and having, a, like I said, the best possible life that you can get from it uh, if you seek the right recovery and success of athletes.
0: And you're committed to it.
1: Yeah, we definitely got to say it, it, it's a long-term, long-term commitment, long-term uh, battle. It's a battle uh, with it to, to stay there.
0: So, yes.
1: Yeah. So, but again, don't be ashamed if you have to. Don't worry what other people say. Again, surround yourself with the people that's going to want to see the you make the best life as possible and they're going to help you succeed with that. And they they don't care what's going on with you as long as everything going the right way.
0: Yes. And choosing wellness in your life and finding innovative ways to, you know, be happy because you you can be happy when you have a mental illness or a mental health condition. Oh,
1: yeah, Amen. Yes. Yes, sir. So I uh, talked to one woman a couple of years ago, podcasting. And she was one of them was uh, after her children were born, the postpartum uh, with the mental issues come from that. And she didn't want to stay. She wanted to commit suicide. Uh, But she said the reason she didn't, she didn't want her children to have to live with that story of mom leaving them from suicide. And I said, so essentially your children saved your life by you thinking that way. And so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Don't I think it's feel also guilty. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel ashamed. Uh, we're all going to go through something one time or another, if not multiple times, and just seek the uh, best professional
0: help you can. You made a really good point just now, James, about what that with that example. And I, the, the the thought that comes to mind right now is purpose. Yeah, because when we have purpose in life when for those of you that are struggling to find your own purpose and you might be struggling with a mental health condition or struggles out there with mental health, if you still have purpose in your life, that's going to help give you more of a guiding light to help pursuing your plan and and giving you a sense of direction as you because I'll tell you right now, like I did not think that I was going to be back here in Bellingham, Washington, I thought I was going to be in California a lot longer. But because of the trials and tribulations and circumstances that um, that were unforeseen in my life, it, it 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 forced me to get out of my shell and back, move back to Washington. Now I'm bringing this up because my purpose is something that's powerful, and that that fuels me and my success. And so I I can tell you right now, I've moved st- from state to state, and I'm still on you know um, honing my craft as a professional speaker to be able to talk, do talks on stage to. To folks about mental health, and so since that, that I'm using that as an example because if you can see in my life how I'm trying to be uh, an like an influencer and purposeful and living life purposefully, then so can you. That's my point. That's right,
1: Randy Burbank. It's who we're speaking with with mental health, mental toughness, and how to build a strategy to get better. Hey, coming to a stage near you. All right. Yes. Hey, Brandon, let's go ahead and just uh, been uh, good. I enjoy talking like it uh, gives me some mental therapy here with you today. Um, yes. From, from going on. And so, hey, go ahead and give us uh, some of your social media, your book, um, anything else you want to put out there, any courses or anything like going on, how people can get a hold of you.
0: Yeah. Uh, my website is comebacktosuccess.com. Uh, comeback is all one word, the number two, and then success.com. Uh, my YouTube channel just uh, YouTube Brandon Burbank, and my book that I published in 2021 is titled "Come Back to Success: Relentless Commitment for a Better Tomorrow," and that is on Amazon. And my uh, my Instagram is Brandon Burbank. Uh, you can just uh, search that on Instagram, and it'll come up with Birdman Burbank as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are the biggest ways to, how um, to you know, hear more about my speeches and my speaking business.
1: And I'll put them links in the show notes to make it easier for people to click on and come find you. So,
0: That's great. All right, Brandon. All
1: right. This has been awesome. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, there's people that are hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave us with a positive message to get through today, man, that would be a blessing.
0: The, the positive message continue to live life with purpose because that is what's going to help give you more direction and more of a sense of, of reason to continue to stay focused.
1: All right, good. Brandon Burbank. I appreciate you being here today, man, and helping us uh, with some mental issues, mental. I like to use mental toughness and to help us uh, get the fortitude. There we go. And so for, for us to be able to grow and understand and be the better of what the best we could be. So, Yes. Appreciate you being here, Brandon. Yes, sir. Thank you. And for everyone else, if you know someone that's having some little health issues, mental issues, uh, be sure to share this with them. Let them meet up with Brandon. Go to his sites and and, uh, say hello to him. Tell him you come from the Professor of Perseverance. So, hey to everyone else. I'm Dr. James Perdue, the Professor of Perseverance. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.